Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory and honor for the privilege we have in coming before you and learning at your feet, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for opening heavens. Your servant, I stand here. I ask that you speak through me, Lord. Bless through me, Lord. Transform lives through me, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise, every one of you. We've been looking at a series, The Twelve Laws of Influence. The Twelve Laws of Influence. We have already defined influence as having effect. In other words, having the capacity to make impact on people, on your generation, on your community, on your friends, your society, etc., etc. We have already established that all of us will one day die. And when you die, you will either be remembered by your tombstone or by your milestone. I think um, in DR Congo, Patrick Lumba, DR Congo, isn't it? Patrick Lumba. He was killed. His body could not be found. It is believed that he was cut into pieces. But when you drive to some of the finest areas in Accra, a man from DR Congo's, Congo's name is placed on one of the streets in Accra. You watch his documentaries on CNN, Sky News, some of the false news, some of the big broadcasting houses will actually broadcast his story because he decided not to be remembered by his tombstone but by his milestone, what he was able to achieve. The greatest achievement in life is not how many houses you built and how many cars you owned, but how many lives you imparted. So when people like Sylvia comes up here to share her testimony, I have mommy called her and said, Sylvia, what do you want to do with your life? And she actually no plan for her life. And mommy said, we want to put you in school. Four years of scholarship. And then mommy goes there and says, whilst you are in school, you need to support yourself. So we are giving you a job. Not like she had a skill we're employing. We're, only em we're not employing her ability. We're only employing her availability. Are you here? And now she's learned under Andy. So Andy has also made impact. And now she's doing her master's in accounting and finance. Now let me tell you about anybody who is an influencer, you are selfless in the impact you make. The whole idea of having effect on people is not how much it benefits you, but how much that impact benefits society. So Sylvia did four years at the crab business school sponsored by us but the certificate did not have me and mommy's name the knowledge is not in our head now heads it's in the head in other words we have made impact we have had an effect on her but the benefit is to her and that's how everybody must aim at you you need to desire to make impact have effect on people and so far i have been teaching you on how to make that happen you can have impact and influence an individual or have impact and influence even a school or a group of people the most important thing is that people must know that you existed before you know when you go to you go to many many schools the ruffians the rascals who never won any prize for their parents to be proud of them when leaving school they will write on the wall jack toloto was here so apache dogo was here so but those who got the um um 
who were first in class, who were prefects, they did not need to leave those marks on the walls. Because after 10 years, after 15 years, I mean, people have gone to schools where they hear the stories of students who were there 20 years ago. And the impact they have made on the school. May your life become like that. I said, may your life become like that. May you be impactful. May you be impactful. May society change because of you. But one way you can really have very grand impact is to be able to access the corridors of power and influence so that your impact can be felt it was because of this reason that god put joseph in the corridors of power and influence in egypt or because of this reason that god put somebody like daniel in the corridors of power and influence it was because of this reason that God put somebody like Esther in the corridors of power and influence. You see how messy our country has become? It's because God is waiting for somebody like you to walk in the corridors of power and influence to create a change. The mess in our country, the mess across Africa is waiting for one person here, sitting here right now, and I'm prophesying. See that right now to manifest. And what I'm going to teach you today holds that key. Holds that key. I'm going to release a key that can help you enter into the corridors of power and influence and make impact. Grand impact. Somebody say grand impact. I want to die and when I'm no longer here on earth, there will be multitude of us who are not equipers. And people will ask them, why is your name Titi of us? Say, well, my father, my mother named me after a man of God who changed their lives. I hear a good name is better than what? Riches. And I'm going to show you something right now. Are you ready for this journey? I'm going to release a single key that can usher you to the corridors of power, the corridors of influence, and you can change lives, change the directions of your world. You can make things happen, and you have that capacity, and you have that ability. It is already in the inside of you. You were wired to influence. Are you here with me? Designed to influence powered to influence so today part three of the 12 laws of influence i'm speaking to you on the subject the law of power the law of power the law of power the law of power states that in the corridors of power wisdom confers authority in the corridors of power Wisdom confers authority. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than 10 rulers in a city. Wisdom makes one makes one wise person more powerful than 10 rulers in the city wisdom can make you powerful i pray for divine wisdom for you i pray for divine wisdom for you in the bible days where around the time this scripture was written every city always had powerful men these powerful men had their own armies now, even now, if you go to countries where you, you, like even Burkina Faso here, Burkina Faso just here, they are insurgents. These insurgents have, have different groups. And they are people with different armies 
and they control different portions of the country. During the Liberia War, around a certain time in the Liberian War, Moravia was controlled by different people. Johnson had a place was controlling. Um, Charles Taylor had a place was controlling. Uh, Doe, President Doe had a place was controlling. So one city had different rulers. Now the Bible says that in a city of ten rulers with ten private armies, one man with wisdom is more powerful than all of them combined. It shows you the power and the influence of wisdom. And I pray that before we leave here today, God will touch your reasoning and thinking faculties so that you will become wiser than you are now in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to show you in scriptures how a young man became so powerful because of wisdom. Genesis 41, from the verse 39 to the verse 42. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly, no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. No one else is as wise or intelligent as you are. So you see, the whole argument here was about wisdom, he said. From there, he said, you will be in charge of my court. And all my people will take orders from you. You will be in charge of my court. Why? Because you are wise. And all my people will take orders from you. Why? Because you are wise. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Even my wife will take orders from you. Only I, only I sitting on the throne, only I sitting on the throne will be higher than you. you, you. But listen, even though I'm on the throne, it is only your words that will matter. Because of wisdom. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Why? Wisdom. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's hand. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. You know what that means? He took his ring and gave it to Joseph. During those days, in the Bible, in the Bible days, the chiefs had their signature or their trademark on their rings. So usually when they write letters, they would dip their ring in an ink and stamp the letter. Means the letter is authentic. Now the king says, because you are a wise man, I am not only putting you in charge of my country, but I'm also handing over my signature to you. Whatever you sign is like me signing it. Wisdom has influence. I was ushered into a very powerful corridor at the very early stage of my career. Because somebody was having a conversation with one great man and then made a statement and the great man said, this is a powerful statement, but it is not yours because I know you cannot make this statement. Whose statement is this? He said, Papa, there is a guy called Titi Ofer. He said, go and look for him for me. It ushered me to the corridors of influence and power. Today, I pray for wisdom for someone here. But I want to teach you something. That you see, in during those days, powerful men and great men surrounded themselves with wise people. Esther chapter 1 verse 15, verse 13. Esther chapter 1 verse 13. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, 
he spoke with the wise men who understood the times. So the kings will make decisions for them to, for people outside the palace to feel that their kings were wise men. They surrounded themselves with wise people. Let me tell you this. If you go through the presidential palaces of developed, of, of developed and industrialized countries, you will not find people in their presidential palaces being there because they belong to their political parties. They are there because they are experts. They have wisdom in certain areas to be able to build countries. In the corridors of power, knowledge is king. It is the reason why Africa, we are who we are today in the 21st century. Malaria is still killing our people. People can still wake up in, on the continent of Africa and cannot find clean drinking water to drink. We are celebrating with pomp and pageantry the opening of KVIPs in, on our cities. People build toilets, toilets, and it becomes a political message. An MP builds 10 KVIPs. Or a white man comes to our country and builds 5 KVIPs in some corner. In our city, in our city. And then it becomes in Kosohine. And then we celebrate and it becomes in Kosohine. You know why? Because our leaders have surrounded themselves with men without knowledge, men without understanding, men who are not sharp in their thinking. Are you here? Do you understand? So on the grand scale, we are suffering as a people because on the corridors of the powers in the corridors of influence across africa knowledge is talking bribe is king political affiliation is king are you here if you can bootleg the leader you are king in the corridors of power men with wisdom because they don't have political party um um Hearts, they cannot have access to our leaders to advise them on how to turn our countries around on the continent of Africa. We do not have men like that in the corridors of power. There is no problem we are confronted with today that we don't have solutions to. But the men who can offer the solution are too far away from the corridors of power because these men are not corrupt because these men you can bribe them you can corrupt them so we don't have them there on your own personal level ask yourself who are your friends are you surrounded by wise people or you have surrounded yourself with fools Look at the impact of the people around you. Look at the last decision you made and how it cost you. Who advised you? Who edged you on? Who is influencing your thinking? Who is influencing the things, the choices you are making in life? That's why I believe that this church is one of the best churches around the world. You know why? I have seen people who have walked in here and have sat under me listening to me over the years and have seen the transformation taking place in their lives yeah powerful are you here you can sit under a fool and progress you can't surround yourself with foolish people and progress. I will tell every woman here, if your husband's friend is a foolish man, 
get ready for a good husband to become a bad boy. And I'm going to show you, you can, very soon I'm going to show you the seven types of wisdom that can make you powerful. And then you will know whether you are surrounded by wise people or whether you yourself, you are wise. Oh, I didn't say that, you said it. Your life today is a reflection of the choices you have made in the past. And your choices is a reflection of your mental capacity. If you are not impressed with your life today, go back to the information in your head. The information in your head is traceable to who you are listening to. It's traceable to who is talking to you. Let me repeat my the things I would say. You can never outgrow your mental capacity. Can I say something very serious? Ghana today is a reflection of the mental capacity of the people leading us. Africa today is a reflection of the mental capacity of the people leading us. Can I come closer? Can I come closer? You will not be offended. You will not be offended. Okay, all the ladies, all the ladies, listen, 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 listen. Your house today, your family today is a reflection of the mental capacity of the man you call husband. He is the leader of the house. He leads the house. His mind reflects your house. Can I say come closer? Can I come closer? Can I, can I, can I? The boy who wants to marry you, don't focus on his muscles. Focus on his mind. My, my boyfriend has six packs, has six packs. Six packs without brain. It's beatings. Any, any muscular man who doesn't have brain exercises his muscles on women. Yeah, I'm telling you. We have never had six packs before. When, when I was even slim, when I was slim, it was not six part. They, they were skeletons. When I was a young man and I was tiny, they were not six parts. They were just skeletons. But the gym of the brain is the library. My mind was always in the library. Whilst my friends at Araka were always in the gym, pushing, pushing. If we met some of my friends when we were growing up, they would stand like this and go, and their hair would be moving. Hair would be moving. Hair would be moving. Oh, the girls were not seeing me cry. They were seeing those, but my mind was doing, think, 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 think. <laughs> what a church! What a church! Okay, so let me conclude. With the seven types of wisdom that can make you influential. That can take you anywhere. That can open doors for you. The seven types of wisdom. That can take you anywhere, everywhere. And can establish you. Amen. Number one. Don't write all this. If you, if you start writing and drawing all this, you will only have, you will only have the, the letter of what I'm teaching and you will miss the spirit of it. When you go back home, go and watch it on Facebook and make your notes. Okay, so today I'm allowing you not to make notes. You can also take pictures. Okay. 
But take your phone right now. Go to Bishop Gideon to see your friend on Facebook and share. Because I'm going to share something that you must share. Okay. There's seven types of wisdom that can make you great. Number one is called conscience. Conscience. Moral wisdom. Moral wisdom. Conscience. Moral wisdom. Life is a set of rules. Obey them and rule your world. Disobey them and ruin your life. Are you here? Failure is traceable to how unruly you are. How you can't submit to any authority. You can't submit to any rule. You can't submit to any regulation. I was telling to, I was telling the instrumentalists this week. They visited me on Tuesday. Eh? Well, those who yeah, on Tuesday. They were in my office on Tuesday. And I was telling them that you guys say, no offense, you guys say that you are full-time instrumentalists. But I see you only at services. Those working in my office who are full-time, they are there, their time belongs to me. Because I have bought their time. That's why they are called full-time. But you, your time belongs to you, even though you say you are full-time. And I said, the difference between those who want to work for church full-time and those who want to work for the corporate institution full-time is that church, we don't regulate your time. So you can call yourself a full-time church worker and still be sleeping somewhere. And nobody knows. You show up. There are many pastors. Not in this church, though. But there are many pastors who are paid for attending church services. They show up on Sunday. They show up on a Wednesday teaching service. Then they show up on Friday for four times in a month. Four weeks. And at the end of the month, they get paid. You know why a lot of young people want to become pastors? Let me tell you this. It's because they do not have the discipline to have their lives regulated. Are you here? For me, sometimes it is better for you not to work for me so that we can keep our relationship. If you are not disciplined, never come around me and say, Daddy, I want job. Once I sign an appointment letter for you, your time belongs to me. I regulate you. I tell you when to sleep and when to wake up. Are you here? But, I, but if you cannot stand that, you, you listen, I always tell people, if you can't work for me, you can't work anywhere. Are you here? And if you can't take my discipline, you cannot survive anywhere. Daddy, I couldn't come to church um, uh, work today because my head was aching. Me, when even cut off my head, I'll go with my neck. So let me show you something. Success is behaviorally driven. Success is not a wish. You don't wish to become successful. They are success behaviors. I did not just pray and fast to be successful. I rather prayed and fasted for God to help me develop success behaviors. And then the success behaviors I developed resulted in my success. That is why every nation, every nation has laws. You know why nations have laws? It's so that they can get their citizens to develop success behaviors. So when you go to nations where the laws work, they are prosperous nations. They are successful nations. In Africa, where laws don't work, we are in poverty. People working in public services, civil servants, go to work when they work, they want, leave work when they want, I impressed somebody and I made up my mind that nobody can cross from a public service to my office again. 
was coming to work anytime. He, he will come to work anytime. I'm telling you, if Ghana were to be a private company, managed by a private man, with the resources that we have, we would have been one of the best countries in the world. Listen, developed countries, prosperous countries, industrialized countries are run by pri like private businesses. Are you here? With the same principles. My commitment to Accra Business School is amazing. Are you here? Parents make rules at home because they want their children to cultivate success behaviors. You sit down. Let your children spend hours on, on games. Playing games. Midnight. You're on phone. You can't control your own children. You can't tell your children you are in school. So you cannot be on phone at midnight. You can't control your boys. You can't tell your boys. You can't play games. Then they are saying that they are even pot belly men on PS1. FIFA something. They see them. He, 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 he. Their wife's food is even ready. Their wife say, come and eat. I'm coming, I'm coming. Mm -mm, mm. You are a stupid man. I will show you something very soon. Oh Lord, help me to conclude this sermon. I, I will show you something very soon. What a church. What a church. You can't make rules for your, for your, for your children. Your, your, your girls can just dress anyhow. And then they tell you, I am 18, you can't control me. I'm 18, you can't control me. 18, you live in my house. You breathe the air in my house. And eat the food in my house. 18 is a behavior. It's not just a figure. I'll show you soon. Then you are sitting down. Your children have control over you. They tell you what to do, where to go. In your old age, when you should be benefiting from them, you will, they will still be, you will still be working to take care of them. But guess what? Nations make laws. Um, companies make rules. Mothers and fathers make laws at home. But the most important law is not the one somebody made, but the one God made and placed in the inside of you. It's called conscience. There is nothing wrong that you choose to do that something did not tell you not to do it. It's moral wisdom. Moral wisdom. Listen. See, in my office, eh? in my office, in my office, more than five to six, almost everybody in my office have access to my emails. They have access to my emails. Almost everybody in my office have access to my emails. More than five to ten people around me have access to my ATM card. They know, they know how to go into my money. What? The pin and the password, you, you know, isn't it? So today when I saw your sister, I said, hey, Akwawe, you can check me you. Don't mind me. The pin and the password, they know it. He knows, Charles knows, Kevin knows, David knows, Mami Sewa knows. Mami Sewa is my daughter, the lady I was dancing here with. Immediately she, she the day she, she will introduce a boy to me, I will change my password. So I know stupid boy will start telling him, Charlie, borrow me money, borrow me money. Anyway, anyway, this is a joke. She's anointed. Too anointed. But you know, you know why? I prefer to work with people who have conscience. So I leave certain things open. 
and I pushed them to be honest. I went to the audiovisual office this week and they have changed their position. They have, they have sat in a way that when I enter the studio, I will not see their screen. Why are you hiding your screen from me? You are doing something, you are feeling guilty. You are hiding it from me. I'm challenging them, they are here. If they are hiding at it, they should go and reposition it. Now, all my staff here, I'm telling you, if we're not hiding anything, go and sit in a way that when I enter your office, I can see your screen. Whether you are using my time to do something private. It's called conscience. What's this? I don't know your private life. I don't know your private life. The girls you are calling in this church, me, I don't know. And sleeping with them behind your wife, me, I don't know. But I'm not going to make rules in this church about pastors. Your conscience is the biggest rule. If you cannot obey your conscience, I don't know any law. How many laws don't we have? Where are the lawyers? Mommy said, well, well, go and ask them the number of laws we have in this country. But our politicians, their conscience, dead, seared conscience, they don't care. People are stealing money, they will not be prosecuted. Rather, preachers like us will preach and will be persecuted. It doesn't take laws. It takes conscience for nations to succeed, for nations to grow, for individuals to become... Listen, somebody will say, eh, I cheated on my husband because he doesn't give me attention. You have no conscience. I cheated on my wife because he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't satisfy me. doesn't satisfy me. He doesn't satisfy me. Nonsense, man. Conscience, conscience, conscience is called moral law, moral law. And you know when you obey your conscience, do you know why it gives you? It gives you reputational power. It gives you reputational power. There are people in my office, they have such good conscience. They can come to my bedroom when I'm only in bossa shorts. And I'll give them, when I'm off and they still want to see me. I'll be lying down in bed. They will come and I'll give them. There are some people, eh? They can never even enter my house. But others can enter whilst I talk to them. Because you know, I have associated with these people for so many years. Nothing in my house has gone out. Your public appearance and your private life must be equal. You cannot have the righteousness of the Pharisees. Where you are like a whitewashed tomb. On the outside, you are nice. In the inside, you are full of dead men's bones. No, 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 no. You can't win like that. The most powerful office on earth is the presidency of the United States. But look at how Bill Clinton was reduced into a weak man. Because Bill Clinton, before you don't know, Bill Clinton used to be one of the most loved presidents of America. He slept. When, he, when he comes out, he's, he's talking. To look at his personality, how oh, you just like him. Handsome, intelligent, a Harvard trained lawyer, powerful man, was sleeping with an intern in his office. Sleeping with an intern in his office. A young lady in his office. He came out. He became the weakest president. Even Donald Trump ended better than him. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If your public appearance is different from your private life, it will very soon expose you. Conscience, conscience, moral wisdom, moral wisdom. You can go and cheat on your wife and still come back and say, Honey, I love you. For another one, I love you, I love you, I love you. Don't you have conscience? Don't you have it? You'll be in church like this and be chasing another man's wife. In the same church, oh, another woman's husband in the same church and still smile with the person. Look at the person's face and smile with the person. Are you mad? Don't, don't you have conscience? Don't you have conscience? And when we talk, you said you're offended. You want to commit sin and tell us how we should correct you. You want to be in charge of our lives. 
Sometimes I go and preach against 419. Some people met someone and say, oh, Daddy should have even used the term fraud instead of 419. You are mad. You want to choose my words for me? You want to choose my words for me? You want to preach for me? You want to tell me how to lead this church? Conscience is there. Conscience is there. Sometimes even unbelievers, their conscience are sharper than some Christians. Okay, let me move on. Now the second type of wisdom that can usher you to the corridors of power is called maturity. Maturity. In life, you are either growing up or growing big. Everybody can grow big. Not everybody grows up. Bigness is a measurement of your muscles. Flesh and blood. Growing up is a mental measurement. Do you know why I'm married at 24? Because at 24, I thought like an, a 30-year-old man. Spoke like a 30-year-old man. Behaved like a 30-year-old man. In fact, when my spiritual mother, when I was going to get married, and she, she was doing counseling, asked me how old I was, and I said, I was 24. She said, Titi Ofe, you are lying. She got up from her seat. You are lying. Hey, you are lying. Are you sure? So where do you get all this wisdom from? How do you preach like this? How do you do things like this? Today, 24-year-old boys are playing chaskele. They, they, they want to eat from their mother's pot. When they come, there's no food at home. They get angry. You were supposed to have finished university by 23. Should have finished your national service by 24. And you should have been taking care of your mother by 25. And you are still 30. You come back home. Mama, where is my food? Mama, where? So you cooked and you didn't leave me some. You cooked and you didn't leave me some. You cooked and you didn't leave me some. You have this sense of entitlement. Look at you. I said it is not the muscles, it is the mind that determines maturity. It's called behavioral wisdom. The way you behave. The Bible and David behaved wisely. And, that, and he was set by. David's success under Saul was his wise behavior. Wise behavior. You know, you know how some of you feel, eh? Some of you, oh God. Some of you work like, hmm, me, eh? I don't fear anything. No. Even bishop, even bishop, I can tell him my mind. It is foolishness. Nobody is asking you not to tell anybody your mind. But why are you, why, why do you think it is boldness to tell somebody your mind? It's because what you are going to say is foolish. I have been called on several times to go and talk to people in authority, in influence, because there, there is a way there, there's something their communicators doesn't understand. So I they believe if I go and talk. But you see, what I talk is wisdom, not foolishness. Daddy said we shouldn't do what. He said, put it there. When he comes, me myself, I'll talk to him. He put it there. Put it there. Don't take on a righteous man. Take on an unrighteous man and a wicked man like you. Then you know you can fight. But you know that taking me on, I won't fight you. So it's just taking an advantage of the fact that I do not answer a fool according to his foolishness. If a man walks out, walks away from you, it doesn't mean he's afraid of you. It means that he does not answer a fool according to his foolishness. I've told you people here, never prove a, prove a point to anybody. Prove a point to yourself. It's a sign of maturity. If I, the best way to compete is not to compete. But if you choose to compete, compete with two things. Yourself or with time. And that is it. That's what maturity teaches. Maturity is, is in behavior. It's in behavior. They are called wise behaviors. 
Uh, me, me, that's my nature. My nature is that I, I say it the way it is. I say it the way it is. And when I say it, I have finished. You have not finished. When you say it, you have started, you have set something up and it's going to come back to haunt you. Am I preaching? What a church. What a church. Hmm. Now, the third type of wisdom. So, maturity is what I call behavioral wisdom. Now, the third type of wisdom that can make you powerful. Okay, before I go on, you know the very popular uh, saying in Akan, Uni Musa Hura, Usa Hura, Uni Mpeyifone Didi. If you know how to wash your hands, you eat with the elderly. You eat with the, am I saying right? Yeah. You eat with the elderly people. You eat. I eat with elderly people. Now they be on somewhere you feel. Now, then the medibio, medibio, I want to eat something. You hit your hand. Come on, take your dirty hands off our food. You know the men who are eating here that you have come say, I want to eat some. I want to eat some. My big brother taught me something. He said, the owner of the food is the chopper, not the hungry man. Okay, number three, talent. Talent, innate wisdom. Innate wisdom. God created everybody with an ability to produce wealth. I think in this series I'll be doing a wealth creation session. God created everybody with an ability. Deuteronomy 8.18 Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he who gives you the ability. The kingdom says power. The NIV says the ability to produce wealth. We all I've said here with you, I have three abilities to produce wealth. The ability to speak. I speak at conferences, I speak at different places, and I get paid for it. The ability to think. Accra Business School is my thinking. And I make a lot of money when people come to buy my thinking at Accra Business School. Temple Christian International College is mommy's thinking. So people come there to buy her thinking. And I make money writing. Everybody, you all carry an ability. And that's what makes you wise. When you see Lionel Messi dribbling, it's a form of wisdom. It's an innate wisdom. He's made millions of dollars from just putting the ball on his feet and dribbling people. And has made him very influential. He's billions. Hey, they made, made money. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo. The last time he was being interviewed, he was asked. The man said, I understand you are worth $500 million. He said, Is that right? He said, Yes. He said, Well, I don't know. Maybe I have to check. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less. He has lost count of his money. You, as you are sitting here, you know, you know, seven CDs is under the pillow. <laughs> Five CDs is in your pocket, trousers pocket, and somebody is owing you three CDs. And the gobe woman has to balance you. <laughs> you are checking your alert. The gobe woman has to balance you some money. You are written all down. From Monday, you are going to chase them. Because you see, let me tell you something. You are either selling your availability or selling your ability. I've told all the guys in my office, at some point, at some point, I will not be paying you for your, for your time. I'll be paying you for your skills. And we are heading there. I don't want Andy to forever remain my accountant. I want Andy to be able to set up an accounting firm where we outsource our accounting need to him. I don't want courage to continue to design for me. I want him to set up at one point, set up an advertising firm where he takes the contract from us to advertise for us. I, I want David one day to set up an IT company that runs our IT at Accra Business School. I want Ben to set up a marketing firm that runs our marketing in, in Accra Business School. I want Xavier to set up a, a communication firm that runs our 
this thing. Are you understanding me? I, I, that is a thing. You can continue to sell your time and become rich. You must sell your skill. Don't sell your availability. Sell your ability. But the truth is that it's not everybody that has entrepreneurial capacity. So I've told them, any of you who wants to do a PhD, see me, I will sponsor it. See me. Do you know why? Do you know why? I do not want them in 10 years' time to become envious of me and my children. I'm growing. I'm creating a pathway to grow with me. If you choose not to grow with me, you cannot envy me. So those who feel they want to hang around, they are not entrepreneurial enough, but they are intrapreneurial, can have PhDs, they can become president, they can become vice president, heads of department, and make money. Oh, all my sons I trained here, if they are all stayed here, if Apostle Pocha is here, Apostle Sedem is here, Apostle Tony is here, Apostle Chinedu is here, Apostle Steve is here, this church would have been 10 times bigger. But I'm giving everybody the opportunity to grow. So if I put you in a branch, and after five years, you still come back and say, I did not succeed. Daddy did not support me. Daddy did not support me. You are insulting your own anointing. Who supported me when I came here? Who supported me when I came here? Am I preaching? What a church. What a church. So there, there is wealth sitting in the inside of you. You know when Isaac became, the, the people were actually, actually causing pain to Isaac. And then he became wealthy. And wealth began, began to flow. Do you know what he said? The Bible said that. They went to me and said, you have become too powerful for us. Wealth will make you powerful. One time I said something, and some people came after me. It was a very serious case years ago. Who came after me because I said something. And then one man called me and said, Listen, we say these things don't come after us because we have people, we have people, we have possessions, and we have prosperity. So you need to have these three things, and nobody can touch you. Don't let anybody deceive you and Christians and they are teaching them how to have possessions and how to have... The world wants us to be poor so that they can control us. A gospel musician will be launching his album and the highest donation will be 10,000. And the worldly musician will be launching an album and somebody buys one for 100,000. Another person comes in and buys for 500,000. And then we sit here and say, these people are better than our issue, our, our, our singers. I think I need to take time and teach you how to generate income and become financially powerful. So the next one, oh, okay, so our time is passed. It's imitation, transferred wisdom. You are either in the company of the wise and growing wise, or in the companion of fools and destroying yourself. When I see the way you sit down with alcoholics, drinking together, gorging yourself on meat and laughing, quack, quack. morning, morning, 10 a.m., when people are at work, working, your group of friends, you are sitting under a draft. You are sitting, playing draft under a draft. And then bottles of pistina. <laughs> they say, you, you guys are my family. You, you guys are my family. Nobody likes us. You are the only people. Who will like you? Who will like you with your behavior? Who? You are said, yeah. You are said, yeah. You are said, yeah. You are Come, 
when you die, you have died. You don't have the capacity to do anything. So people will do it for you. They'll buy coffin and they'll bury you. But if you are alive, I will not buy a chair for you. <laughs> Why? Because you have what it takes to buy it. You know something? You know why I don't raise funds personally for myself in this church? Not on my birthday, not on any day in my life. I don't come here. If I'm raising support, I'm raising for the work of God. Every that one once in a while. Like, like uh, um, outpouring is coming. I'll be asking you to support me. I'm not going to let anybody push and support. You know why? I'm so proud of myself that I'm not going to subject myself to the control of people. But once people start financing you, they now dictate to you. The borrower is a servant to the lender. There are many pastors who are servants in their own churches. They cannot preach some sermons. Oh, I when I was a poor pastor in some church, there are some powerful women who used to be in that church. Sometimes you are standing in the pulpit and they used to come to church late. You'll be standing in the pulpit, you see their cast part, you start changing your sermon and your sentences. It is when they are not in church that you become very confident. Let me tell you this. If a relationship will not make you relevant, disconnect from it. Your friends with the wise. You walk with the wise, you become wise. You walk with the wise, you become wise. I've seen these young men around me developing, becoming more and more powerful in their wisdom because they observe. They see the things I do. Walk with the wise. All my friends are wiser than me. They are more successful than me. They are older than me because in my personal life, I've decided I will only walk with the wise because a companions of fool shall destroy you if you are not afraid of distraction. What, 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 who are you as a human being? And guess my best friend, Sister Spiri. Hey, me and my wife, best of friends. But now she's watching me and she's looking at the time and he, and he stopped preaching and come home. Okay, okay. Then the next one is information, cognitive wisdom. So imitation is transferred wisdom and then information is cognitive wisdom. You are either ignorant or you are well informed. Let me tell you this. Success is traceable. Traceable to what you know. Failure is traceable to what you don't know. Ignorance will kill you. I'm, let me repeat again. You see this mind, eh? this mind, this mind is the most important tool you have for success. And the only thing that develops this mind is information. It's information. Let me give an example. You give birth to a baby. And you want the baby to learn your language. What do you do? You speak your language to the baby. Do you know what you are doing? You are putting information in the baby's mind. So you take, you take this, um, can I get a bottle? So you take this one, show the baby. So I am, I am a crapper. I'm a crapper. So I want, if I want my child to speak a crapper, I say, Insu, 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 Insu. Insu, they will look at it. Insu, Insu, do you know what I'm doing? I am putting information in the baby's head. Now, do you know why deaf people become dumb? If you are deaf and you don't hear information, your mind does not register any information, therefore, you cannot speak. But then you go to crusade and somebody is deaf and dumb, and the person is healed, and now the man of God says, Say one, the person says, What? One, he was not healed. He was, why didn't he say one? No, but the person is hearing one for the first time. So the person is learning how to talk. Are you here? So listen, how you talk, how you reason is based on the information in your mind. My, my dear, you can never become more successful than the content of your mind. As a man thinks, so he see. Your mind creates you. The content of your mind creates you. You cannot go and sit in a law school and study law, law, law and become a doctor, a medical doctor. It is what you hear that you become. Disconnect from the gossip group. 
and look for people who will inform you. If you cannot even go to school, work with informed people. Work with informed people. Look, the, this one hour you have spent with me, something has entered into your brain. Read books, read books, go to, is it Amazon? I have my books on Amazon, eh? Go to Amazon and look for my books and buy them. I preach in a bank, to a bank man, management in Nigeria, in Lagos. And I, I went with a small book, Well Spring of Wisdom. When I finished, the MP of the bank said, listen, I have 25 branches with a lot of managers. I want to buy all their books and send it to them. Because when they, if they become wise, it makes my work easier. I dashed one to one lady in Ghana here. She came back unannounced. She said, do you have a lot of the books? I said, yes. She gave them all to me. I have some foolish people around me. I want them to read it. Information enlightens you. The book I made is I wanted some people in this kingdom. Eh? I'll teach that thing. I haven't forgotten. I promise you I'll teach that thing. Wants people in his kingdom to serve in his palace. He says that, get me young men with that defect, handsome, but he wanted good personality. Handsome. Young men who have aptitude for all kinds of learning. In other words, they know, they know who are well informed and who are quick to understand. When you exercise your mind there, eh, you are very quick to answer. See, some of you, eh, what I'm preaching is confusing you. Ah, this man, what is he saying? What is he saying? Eh? This church, they won't come again. The preaching is not nice. You don't understand anything the man says. Eh? I've been coming to church here for one month. Every time I come, I don't understand the man. He speaks too fast. I don't understand him. It's not my problem. It's the content of your brain. Your brain is so shallow. You cannot follow. You want, you want a prophet where I come and say things you don't have to analyze. I see some black pot. And then I Me, nobody has ever prophesied on me. And yet, I'm a very successful man. Because this brain God gave. You are not at home to teach the child how to read, how to write. I couldn't, when I was in a class four or five, I couldn't read nor write. It was my mother. My mother didn't say, I come for you, me bad infinitive. My mother used to catch me when I come from school. Let me find an example. You see, I want to show you something. Eh? Bring this chair. This is the way my mother taught me how to read. Transform, mommy. Transform. That's the way my mother taught me. Give me a book. When I come from school, eh, my mother will cross a leg like this and catch me and put the book in front of me. So, the book in front. And will start teaching me. And will start teaching me. And if I do, Fifi, I want to go and we knock will come from here. She's here. She taught me how to read everything. If we were not to be my mother, I would have taught school. Would you Obano? What's what you say? Then come by, boy. Osofo, I before you be bad with everything. Bompire mano, bompire mano. Because you are irresponsible. One casa wadu no, you did that. I started you bad here. And then, invention, creative wisdom. There are two types of people in this room. Creators and chances. Creators are people who use their mind to generate ideas. Chances are people who are so lazy in their thinking that they wait for people's ideas and they want to take it and use it and to advance their personal interest. You never become successful. You never become successful. I know how many people came to work with me at uh, well, uh, then we were JSGL, Afrili. People came to work with me, stole my ideas, packed all my 
content I have developed to set up a company. I started running what I'm running. Today they are all dead. Not, not fiscally dead. I mean, their companies are dead. Because creativity is different from copying. When you copy an idea, now it must follow with you maintaining that idea. Because you lack creativity, you cannot maintain that idea. Exercise your mind. It can generate new ideas. Let me tell you how you can create and how you can create. So, my popular example. What is the color of my suit? Brown. Why is it brown? Because you went to school and you were told, color brown, color brown. Immediately your eyes saw it. Your mind, based on the information there, has now told you it is brown. Okay? Now, your every information in your mind, when it sees, when your eyes sees a problem, and your mind, your ear hears a problem, your mind attempts to offer a solution. That solution your mind is attempting to offer is called an idea. Okay? But the quality of your idea is determined by the quality of the information in your head. So Sylvia said he, she's doing MSc accounting and finance. When Sylvia came first in the office, we always had problems with her. Because her accounting was very bad. The problem she was trying to solve for us, because of the information stored there, she could not. But after MSc accounting and finance, she will even develop more ideas to solve my accounting management system than I can develop. And because she's developing ideas to solve my problem, I will have to increase her salary to keep her. I always tell young people, I always tell young people that. Take up courses that makes you technically proficient. There are some courses, eh? Soft skills. You learn soft skills throughout those courses. But there are some courses, they make you technically proficient, like accounting and finance. I don't want to mention courses. The people who say, Daddy came to insult my qualification. Came to insult my degree. But you know. You yourself, you know that your qualification, your boss is even teaching you. <laughs> How to operate your qualification. Are, are you here with you? Do you understand what I'm, I'm sharing with you? Please, be a creator, not a chancer. Because only creators succeed. Chances fail. God bless you and thank you for spending today with me.